Hello and welcome to the One Hope Podcast, where faith and life connect. A podcast done by One Hope Church in Gig Harbor, Washington. Enjoy! Hello, One Hope Church podcast friends. Welcome to another episode in our series on Paul's letter to the Romans. This week, we are camped out in Romans 4 and I am today's campground host, Matt. Our supplemental reading today is Genesis chapter 15. So why did Pat pick that, you may ask? Well, in Romans 4, Paul uses the story of Abraham as uh, an anatomy lesson about our faith in Jesus, how we are justified by faith in him, not by good works. So I don't need a secret decoder ring or anything to figure out why our dearly missed um, sister in Christ, Pat Lelvis, picked Genesis 15. In this chapter, God continues his, his dialogue with Abraham, continues to build his covenant relationship with him, reminds him how he, he will be blessed with a family, a great heritage, uh, a country of their own, and be a blessing to the whole world. I'm just glad I escaped the circumcision piece of Abraham's story. Tyrene gets to tackle that tomorrow. I'm praying for you, Tyrene. So hey, let's start with some fun facts about Abraham. Did you know that he lived to be 175, which was uh, a good old age, as the Bible says? but not as old as his dad, who lived to be 205. And neither of them, believe it or not, ever used the senior discount at Applebee's. Did you know that Abraham was already 75 and a lifelong idol worshiper, like his dad, when God befriended him? So uh, it's never too late to find true faith. Did you know Abraham was 85 when he fathered his first son, Ishmael, and 100 when he fathered his his second son, Isaac? So it's never too late for other stuff, too. Did you know that Abraham was once on the cover of a mainstream magazine? No, it was not PQ, Patriarchs Quarterly. It was Time Magazine, the September 2002 issue, a story about Abraham's enduring influence as the father of the world's three greatest religions. Well, there are so many trivia bits about Abraham. I could go on and on. Seriously, I could. And trust me, you'd be thrilled about it. But I would really be messing up if I didn't share at least one non-trivial fact about Abraham, a fact that is foundational for the the one hope that we cling to. Abraham was God's prototype for a righteous man because of what? His faith. His faith in in God's big picture, multi-generational plan for his life. It's right there in Genesis 15 and again in Romans chapter 4. 
pretty much say it with me by this point. Abraham believed the Lord and the Lord counted it as righteousness. Ah, but here's one more important fact about Abraham. Yeah, he believed the Lord, except when he didn't. Notice that Genesis 15, 6 doesn't say Abraham believed the Lord perfectly. Heck no, because Abraham's story throughout the book of Genesis is full of times when his trust in the Lord wavered. I mean, you want to talk about two steps forward, one step back. This is a man who betrayed God and his own wife by telling his Egyptian captors that Sarah was his sister to save his own skin. This was a man who went along with a plan to conceive a child by sleeping with his wife's Egyptian slave. This was a man who laughed at God's promise that he would father a child with Sarah when he was 100 years old. Twice in Genesis 15, Abraham asks questions of God that, that reflect an imperfect faith. And does God condemn Abraham? No. The first time he takes Abraham outside and they go stargazing together. The second time, it's, it's, it's interesting. It's really about Abraham lacking faith in himself to live up to the Lord's promise. So what does God do? He gives Abraham a magnificent vision. Now, I, I don't have time to unpack it here. If you want to know more about this vision, you can go to the One Hope Church website and listen to Pastor Peter's sermon on the covenant of the promise on uh, August 13th, this past summer. But this vision, it's, it's a vision that involves a flaming torch and a smoking fire pot. God uses dramatic Old Testament imagery in the vision, so to us it might seem pretty weird. But in it, he declares that he, that he will fulfill both ends of the covenant. Because he knows the faith of all human beings, including Abraham, is unreliable. For me, Abraham's fragile faith echoes all the way to the New Testament. When a, a, a desperate man comes to Jesus and cries out, I believe, help my unbelief. And how does Jesus respond in Mark chapter 9? Not by rebuke, rebuking the man for his faltering heart. No, he, he responds by healing the man's demon-possessed son. The bottom line, according to the Apostle Paul, is this. The story we are given in Genesis 15, it's a God story, not so much an Abraham story. Abraham entered into what God was doing for him, and that was the turning point. He trusted God to set him right instead of trying to be right on his own. That's how Paul explains it in Romans 4, according to the Message Bible translation. Yes, Abraham is the father of uh, us all, but to see him as our racial father is reading the story backwards. He's our faith father. In his story, there is hope for every Jew and Gentile, hope 
for the traumatized people of Israel and Gaza who may have given up all hope today. There is hope for every American and Mongolian and everyone in the world who has ears to hear and eyes to see the gospel of Jesus. Let's pray. Lord, we are here today aware of our own faltering faith, our two steps forward, one step backwardness. We ask for forgiveness and also encouragement not to linger in our doubts, but to keep moving past them. Like Abraham, he was always on the move, taking steps into what you had in store for him, God. Thank you for his example and for that of Pat Lelvis too. She she had a lot in common with Abraham, active well into her 70s and 80s, following the call of God to far-off places. We look forward to the fulfillment of your promise, Lord, when all the people and tribes of the earth are gathered, along with Abraham and Pat, giving you glory and honor. In Jesus' name, amen.